So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. 2 Samuel 5.3 Dear God, you are so powerful, strong, and mighty. You can do anything. And sometimes you surprise us. You took a little shepherd boy and made him into a king. Help us to remember how powerful you are when we feel weak. Like you were with David, we know you're with us now. Absolutely nothing is too hard for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. The Kids Bible in a Year podcast is sponsored by Little Passports, delivering monthly activity kit subscriptions that help kids explore the world, cultivate curiosity, and discover new interests with hands-on crafts and activities in cooking, science, crafts, and more, all with a unique cultural twist. Visit littlepassports.com blessed to learn more and save 20% with code blessed. King of Israel. In our last story, we learned that David was made king of Judah and Abner made Ishbosheth king of Israel. In this story, we learn how David is accepted as king of all of Israel, as inspired by the book of 2 Samuel. Hey, Joyce Sadler here. Thank you for being with me today for the Kids Bible in a Year podcast. Today, God's word will remind us that with God, nothing is impossible. After everything he has been through, David will finally be anointed king over all of Israel. Nothing and no one can stop God's plan. So let's listen in. Ishbosheth's kingdom began to grow weak, but Abner continued to gain a more significant influence. The king eventually went to Abner and asked him, Why did you sleep with my father's slave? Growing in anger, Abner replied to him, How can you accuse me of sinning with this woman when it is my loyalty to your father that has kept me from giving you to David? I am done with this. Now I will make David the king over all of Israel. Ishbosheth did not know how to respond. Soon after, David received a message from Abner saying, I'm ready to hand the kingdom of Israel over to you. Let's make a deal so it will be yours. David replied to his message, saying, Before we settle our deal, you must bring Saul's daughter, my wife Michal, along with you. She is not with you. Do not even come. Abner sent his guards to get Michal away from her new husband. As Abner and Michal were leaving, her husband followed them, crying. Abner grew tired of this and yelled at the man, Go home! So Michal's new husband turned and went back home. Abner met with the elders, and they all agreed that the king of Israel would be David. After telling David the good news, they held a massive banquet in celebration. Abner then left to prepare for David's coronation as king. Joab was gone throughout the whole event, returning just as Abner left. Joab approached David and told him, How could you let Abner escape? He must be doing all of this as a trick to trap you. Then he went behind the king's back and asked Abner to return to Hebron. 
When Abner returned, Joab pulled him away to a private spot. Once they were by themselves, Joab stabbed Abner, and he died. David was distraught after hearing about this, and cursed Joab and all of his descendants for what he had done. David did this because he knew that Joab did this for revenge. David then made Joab and his men spend time mourning Abner's death. David followed the funeral procession, weeping loudly as he approached the place where Abner was buried. He spoke to his soldiers and told them about how Abner, a great leader in Israel, had passed away. Then he refused to eat any food for the rest of the day because he was in mourning. Everybody in Israel saw this and realized that David had nothing to do with Abner's death. Two men went to Ishbosheth's house while he was asleep, killed him, and brought back evidence to show King David. They bragged, saying, Your enemy is dead, and we killed him. This did not make David happy, and he responded to them. When I was younger, a man told me that he had killed King Saul, who was my enemy out of mercy so he would not suffer torture from the Philistines. He also thought this was something that would make me proud of him, but instead, I had him killed for the wrong he did. After telling the men this story, he sent them off to be killed, for they had done something very evil. Later, all of Israel came to Hebron and made David the king over Israel when he was just 30 years old. Believe it or not, it finally happened. David was crowned king at just 30 years old and would reign for the next 40 years. Let's think back and remember when he was around 15 years old and Samuel anointed him king. Over the last 15 years, David had been fighting lions and bears in the shepherd's fields, facing a super big giant named Goliath, and running for a long, long time from King Saul, who was trying to kill him. He had seen many battles, lost his best friend, and also cried over other friends who had died. Yet all along the way, God was preparing him and getting him ready for the biggest job of all ruling over God's chosen people. Did you know that God is preparing you for something too? Maybe one day you're going to be a doctor, a teacher, a pastor, a mom or a dad, or even president. Everything you learn and experience now prepares you to be the best at whatever you do. And did you notice how happy the people were that David was their king? Why do you think that was? It was because David was a great leader. And what made him so great? I'm glad you asked. First, he prayed a lot. When David didn't know what to do or where to go, he went to God before asking his friends. He knew God had all the wisdom in the world, so why go anywhere else? And each time God spoke clearly to him and gave him an answer. And each time David obeyed right away. David was a wise leader. Secondly, he knew that the kingdom belonged to God. It wasn't his. He knew he was God's servant and did not consider himself better than everyone else. 
He was careful to give God credit when good things happened and keep trusting him when bad things happened. David was a humble leader. And finally, when things got rough and everything seemed to go wrong, he never gave up. He kept praying, serving, fighting, and obeying. And in the end, God rewarded him for it. David was a faithful leader. And get this, you can be a leader just like David. As long as there are people around you, you can lead. In fact, you can even lead people who are older than you by doing the right thing and setting a good example. Most people think kings are powerful and great. And when Jesus was on the earth, he talked a lot about greatness. But what he teaches us is very different from what the world says. The world says that if you want to be first, get in front of the line. Jesus says if you want to be great, get at the end of the line and let others go first. The world says the best leaders are the biggest, strongest, and loudest ones. Jesus says you must be a servant if you want to be great. He says true beauty and strength come from a gentle, quiet spirit. So remember, wherever you go and whatever you do today, you can be a great leader like David. You can ask God for wisdom, serve others, and keep going, even when things get hard. Thanks for being with me today and learning more about how to be a great leader like King David. Be sure to come back next time to hear about three very brave soldiers and something amazing that they did for David. Remember, the Bible is the best story ever told. It's God's story to you, and it's all true. Enjoyed the podcast? Leave a review to help other parents discover us and spread the gospel around the world. Thanks for listening to Pray.com's Kids Bible in a Year. For more Bible stories and wisdom to last a lifetime, download the Pray.com app for free today. Thanks for listening to Kids Bible in a Year. I want to invite our adult listeners to check out my other show, Unapologetic, God's Truth on Today's Topics. It's unfiltered, important, inspiring, and we have awesome conversations and amazing guests such as Candace Cameron Bray, Vice President Mike Pence, Dr. Robert Jeffress, Shannon Bream, Maddie Pruitt, and so many others. We are helping you have conversations that empower you to have bold faith in a broken world. You'll be excited, inspired, and encouraged in your faith as you check out Unapologetic. Remember that you can tune in wherever you get your podcasts and on Pray.com.